I am not an expert. I've never published a book or taught a class, but I love quilting, and I love talking about quilting. I make a lot of mistakes, but I like to think that sometimes I learn from them and get just a little bit better. If hearing about someone else's goofs and mess-ups makes you feel better about yours, then I've done my job. Join me now as we talk about quilting for the rest of us. Hey, I'm Sandy, and I'm a quilter, and welcome to episode 122, in which I'm a-going to Paducah. And I'm recording this on Monday, April 22nd, and it's about, I don't know, almost 5 o'clock in the late afternoon, if that matters to you. And um, I want to start out by saying thank you so much for listening. There was a little bit of a break. I had intended to get out an episode last week, but then I ended up being rather unexpectedly out of town on business. Normally, I know, you know, like a year or two or even three years in advance when I'm going to be traveling. Um but this was an opportunity that just sort of dropped in my lap, and so I took it. So I was out of town for a few days, which really crammed up the entire week, and I did not get an episode recorded last week. Um, but that being said, I didn't have a whole lot to say anyway, so, so it's probably best that I kind of waited and got a whole lot of information so I can actually have a decent length episode. I want to say thank you to, for listening um, to everybody. As you know, we are... Um, still celebrating our third podcast anniversary here at Quilting for the Rest of Us, all of us, that would be me. And um, remember that I do have the giveaway going on. I am pleased to see that I do have a lot of comments on the show notes to my last episode of people logging in for the giveaway, not because that proves to me that people are actually listening, although that's always nice, but more it does prove that a lot of people are actually able to successfully use the comments on my episode, but a little bit more about that later. Um, Thank you also if you have left reviews on iTunes. I have not checked that recently to see if I've got any new ones there, but if there are, thank you. And um, I guess just in general, thank you for everything, for being you, because that's pretty special. Okay, Mr. Rogers has now left the building. Um, I do not have a Creative Bites again this week. It's been... Oh, sorry. There's my computer saying hello. It's just been um, kind of a weird few weeks. But you know what? I really think that's because of my QHC, which I'll also be talking about later. Um, I will be keeping my mind open to... um, Creative Bites type influences and inspiration while I'm in Paducah and um, making myself some notes so that hopefully by the time I get back, I've got, you know, a few episodes worth. Some of you have uh, suggested some things to me, whether or not you knew it. Um, One person does know it. We had some conversation about a possible Creative Bites topic or series of topics, and I want to give some more thought to that. Um, But some of you have also just emailed me about things or left comments about things that just made me think. So there will be more Creative Bites coming in the future. Um, Wanting to start out with just a few announcements. Again, don't forget about the third podcast anniversary giveaway that is going until the end of this month, which, oh, gee, is sometime next week, I believe. We're coming up on it soon. Can you believe April is actually already almost over? Man, January and February just dragged like molasses, but March and April have flown for me. And I suspect the rest of this year until about August, that's going to feel the same. Um, (laughs) But anyway, remember there's all sorts of Orophil yummies being given away, so be sure you leave your comment. And also, um, 
you may just want to double check and make sure you, even if you've already left a comment, make sure I can actually see your email address because with this new blog, with the new comment system, um, I'm not actually sure I'm able to see your email addresses when you might think I can. Um, because of privacy things, they want to make sure I can't spy on you <laughs> when you talk to me. Um, so if you have left me a comment and you're not positive that your email address is in it, please feel free to email me. That's at sandyquilts at gmail.com to make sure that I have your email address or um, post another comment to your blog, to your comment. I think you can hit reply and post that way. Um, and I will sort it out later. However you want to make sure I get your email address, please make sure I have it. Okay, the big announcement, however, this is a new one. I'm not going to spend a lot of time in this episode talking about this, mostly because I still just don't have words. But um, Sandy Colwell of Quilt Cabana Corner and myself are co-hosting a Project Hope online quilt show. Um, this is in direct response to events of last week. If you are on Twitter, you know that um, Sandy's mother actually lived right in the area that got put on lockdown in Boston while they were searching for um, the uh, second suspect of the Boston bombing. And um, apparently she was a fairly safe dif distance away from where the end game finally got played out. But um, it, we were all very concerned about her and her safety, um, mom's safety. And we were tweeting with uh, Sandy during the day to make sure mom was okay. And a few other po folks had also posted that they had friends and relatives in that area. Um, and I know some folks, although not in the Watertown area specifically, but in Boston suburbs. So I was, you know, they were heavy on my mind as well as just the whole events of the week, the events that happened in Texas, the events that happened in China. Now this week, um, there have been some more shootings in Seattle area and um, some snowboarders lost their lives in an avalanche. It's just been a very, very difficult um, couple of weeks. And, you know, there are actually always things in the news. If you're paying attention to not only U.S. news, but global news, there are always things that can just really feel overwhelming um, and difficult to hear. And and although we can, you know, turn off the news and turn off the radio and stop paying attention, those events are still happening and we still <laughs> need to somehow deal with them ourselves emotionally. And so in the midst of all this, while I was watching the news I could not help but think of a blog post that Sandy had posted on her blog last week, Thursday. She does Thankful Thursdays. And she posted just a lovely blog post about what she was feeling in the midst of all of this last week. And I th kept thinking about that blog post and thinking about how overwhelmed I was feeling with everything that was going on in the news. And so I shot Sandy a quick direct message in Twitter and said, what can we do? Is there something we can do quilty about this? How can we respond to this? And as I suspected she would be, she was all over it and really helped generate the concept that we are now um, going with, which is the Project Hope online quilt show. And we would like to offer all quilters the opportunity to express their, their feelings, their thoughts, their emotions, um, celebrating hope and celebrating unity and celebrating the relationships that we have with each other in the midst of all of these and um, how all of those things do help us work through whatever we need to work through. 
And so we are encouraging people to respond through fabric, creating an art quilt, and however you define art quilt. Um, you can do it any way you want. You can use any techniques you want. You can do a pieced project if that's what you want to do. It can actually be traditional, modern. You know, we're just using art quilt more to say this is a 12 by 12. It's a small piece that expresses a particular theme. And we want that theme to be hope. Um, and the deadline, you can post it any time up until June 30th is going to be the final deadline of this online quilt show and Sandy has set up a Flickr group that we have both linked to in our blogs for you to post it but please do also if you are a blogger write about this on your blog um, link it to you know that your picture in the Flickr group put it in, in whatever let's spread the word um, let's let's let everybody see how quilters respond um, and celebrate hope now I need to give a little bit of a personal story behind the name Project Hope. Um, as Sandy and I were talking about this, we were talking about the feelings and the emotions we really wanted to celebrate and, you know, said, but how do we express that in a short, pithy phrase? <laughs> how do we encompass all of this? And Sandy suggested the term Project Hope. And I had to say immediately, yes. And here's why. Not only because it's a good phrase, but because my father, um, who was a psychology professor, had um, developed and led a course at the college at which he taught on conflict resolution. And he had written a couple of textbooks on conflict resolution and really had devoted um, the last half of his career, maybe even more than half of his um, career, teaching career, to conflict resolution. And um, he had even worked in Burma on conflict resolution and... Um, a variety of other places and his he had as part of this real commitment to conflict resolution and to helping people learn how to communicate across all sorts of boundaries and helping people to really find win-win solutions and that kind of thing um, he had begun a program in inner city schools to help children learn how to do these kinds of techniques in real life and what was that program called project hope um, so for me the fact that Sandy had suggested that we name this online quilt show Project Hope was meaningful on so many levels, and it does feel to me now like I am expressing something of what my dad really spent most of his life um, trying to embody and trying to teach others. So it, the the title of the Project Hope online quilt show has a lot of meaning to me as well, so this this is really going to be a significant thing for me. And even though I've only been thinking about it seriously for like the last 24 hours, <laughs> once we really decided how this was all going to work, I, I kind of already know what my image is. It was the first image that popped into my mind. I just have to figure out how to bring it to life because, <laughs> you know, I always imagine things that I don't actually really know how to do, but we'll figure that out. Um, so please, I do hope you will join us. Please read either or both Sandy or my blogs about it. We both gave a little bit of personal perspective on it as well as the um, guidelines for the quilt show itself although admittedly i just lifted mine directly from her website because she did such a great job outlining the um the the specs if you will the guidelines for the project hope online quilt show we do not have any giveaways associated with this um, this is just a way for 
you to express yourself um, and us to express ourselves as a community. So I hope you'll join in. Again, both of us have it announced on our blogs today, and um, I will make sure those are linked in the show notes to this episode as well. Um, and, and you know what? Actually, Tanisha and I, Tanisha of Crafty Garden Mom, are already starting to work on the next band book challenge. If you remember, we did did that this year, whipped it together at the very last minute, like during band book week itself. Now we're actually planning ahead. She already sent me the dates um, for band book week of 2013. It's at the end of September. So, yeah, sometime in the next few months, you'll hear us starting to talk about that. So get ready for that one, too. Um, all right. A comment about my blog and about comments. Um, tech support is still working on this. I have gotten bumped up the food chain to now the engineers are working on this blog. Because here's the problem. A lot of you can do comments just fine, but too many people are having problems. And they're, it's, it's seemingly random. There doesn't seem to be a common thread that anybody can find yet for where these comments are. And and the tech support people, and actually, frankly, me, most of the time, can't replicate it. You know, I've I've had problems with one particular type of access, um, but the rest of it I can get to work. And what other people have told me they can't get to work works fine for me, and it seems to work fine for other folks because I am getting comments. So it, it's, it's more complicated than what it might seem. And I've offered some suggestions to tech support as to, you know, okay, so here's some things about the history that maybe might help you figure this out, um, including that it's a sign of the zombie apocalypse, <laughs> to which they responded, I am gratefully uh, pleased to be able to respond to you that we have at this point ruled out the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so I have to say, you know, I, I did have a little bit of frustration with tech support at the very beginning when I was still working with their first tier people, you know, the people who are at the level of First, you make sure your computer is plugged in, that level of question. And I had to keep saying, no, we're beyond this, we're beyond this, we're beyond this. Can we please, you know, move on to other things? Once I finally got bumped up to the next tier, um, then things started going very smoothly, very well. And now, like I said, I've now been bumped up to engineers. Um, so I am still on a mental deadline as to if this can't get fixed, I'm going to have to do something drastic. And I've already been in conversation with tech support about just what that drastic option might be. Um, but the the fact of the matter is this week I'm at Paducah anyway, and will not be worrying about this kind of stuff. Or I can't say I won't be worrying about it. I worry about it all the time. It's low level anxiety, free floating anxiety, whatever you want to talk about it. Um, but I'm not going to be able to directly deal with it. Um, so just know, yes, I know there's a problem with accessing comments. Um, most people seem to have no problem getting in through Firefox. Most people don't seem to have a problem getting in through Explorer. Um, Safari on the computer seems to be okay. Safari mobile is mostly okay. Sometimes a little hitchy. Chrome wants to be finicky. Um, so if you're trying to access it in Chrome and you're having problems, just try one of the others, Firefox or Explorer or Safari and see which one works. Um, personally, I'm a Firefox girl myself. I rarely have problems with websites not playing nice with Firefox. Once in a while I do. Um, but generally I like to use Firefox. So that's just a hint. If you've not used Firefox, you might want to try it. That's Mozilla, M-O-Z-I-L-L-A, Firefox. Um, okay, moving on from my website. I did want to let you know very quickly about a new app that I have just recently found. Um, 
that I've actually really liked so far. I've only been using it for about a week, so we're still kind of in trial mode. But it's called unroll.me, unroll me, U-N-R-O-L-L dot me, M-E. And it works with either Gmail or Yahoo email accounts. What it does is when you sign up for a free Unroll Me account, it then, and you attach it to your Gmail or your Yahoo email account, it searches your inbox for new newsletters. And then it tells you what it's found. And you then get the option to unsubscribe to each one or to add it to what's called a roll-up. Um, and you do all this right through Unroll Me. It's a very simple process. So you don't have to go into each individual newsletter. It gives you a list. And next to the list, in the, the next column, it has unsubscribe or add to roll-up. Unsubscribe, add to a roll-up. And you just quickly go through, boom, 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 whatever your decision is for each email, uh, for each newsletter. The roll-up is simply a digest. So every day I get an email, my roll-up, that's a summary of all the various newsletters I've received that day. I can then scroll through it and decide if there are any I actually want to read. Um, if you want to unsubscribe to a newsletter instead of adding it to your roll-up, you just click unsubscribe and you're done. You don't have to do anything else. You're automatically unsubscribed to that newsletter. Um, now here's the thing to catch, and, and this was something I hadn't really realized about a lot of these email newsletters. Some of them have three or four variants. You might think you're only signing up for one newsletter, but then you might get three or four ones with different kinds of tweaks to them. So you're actually going to see them show up in your Unroll Me account several days running, and you have to decide each time, you know, whether you want to subscribe or unsubscribe. Eventually, you know, then it settles down and it goes away. Um, it, it's really been very useful. I have unsubscribed to a boatload of emails through it, um, and other ones I've assigned to my roll-up. There are still a few that I decide to just have them send to my inbox, because they're ones I really do want to see. Um, but it's been really nice. First of all, you know how you tend to get enrolled to a lot of newsletters that you may or may not actually really want. Um, but then there's those newsletters you may want to eventually have, but not necessarily every day. And what I have decided to put into my Unroll Me Digest are all of those email newsletters from all those quilt shops selling me fabric. Because, you know what, some days I want to buy, but mostly I just need to not be faced with temptation. <laughs> so I've got all of those in my digest so I can scan, and I'm not immediately tempted by the pretty pictures of the most recent, you know, uh, jelly roll or charm pack or whatever they've got on sale. But if I'm in the mood or if I'm specifically looking for something and I get my Hancock's of Paducah newsletter or if I see Hawthorne Threads or whatever show up in my roll-up, then I can just click on it and actually read the newsletter. So it's really helpful that way. Um, the one downside to it, and most people probably don't have this problem, I have several Gmail accounts. <laughs> I actually have, um, I think I have three at this point, which is down a couple, because I have different email accounts for different purposes. And... Yeah. Unroll Me, I can't just pull them all into a single Unroll Me account. I have to have a separate Unroll Me account for each Gmail account. Um, and that means there's some things about whether I'm signed into the right Gmail account at the time I open the Unroll Me and all that. So you have to kind of be, if you've got multiple Gmail accounts and multiple Unroll Me accounts, you have to make sure you're signed into the Gmail account of that Unroll Me account in order, otherwise you're just going to keep getting sent back to whatever Gmail account you were in last. But, you know, most people don't have that issue. And I did send in a feature request to Unroll Me saying, hey, you know, I know I'm probably a unique user, but this would be really nice if I could just have a single Unroll Me account and a pulled in everything. I never heard anything back. I doubt that'll happen. Um, 
But anyway, it, and it, the other thing to keep in mind, it's not a one-time deal. So when you first sign up to for your Unroll Me account, it scans everything in your inbox right then, and it throws all of those newsletters at you. So I think my first one on one of my main accounts that I use most often, um, it found something like 45 email newsletters because it went back through several days. Now, every day, it might find one new subscription, maybe two new subscriptions, and several days it doesn't find any. So you still, you know, you get a little bit of a chance to update as you go. And then, of course, later, you can always go back into your Unroll Me account and change your mind about anything. So um, it's it's just been a really nice app to have, so I thought I'd let you know about it. Again, that's Unroll Me, U-N-R-O-L-L dot me. Um, and I think that's all you have to put in your Google search bar, and it'll come up, and it's free. So that's nice. All right, Sandy, update. QHC. I need to start doing my QHC moments again. I said I was going to do this a while back, and I didn't. QHC stands for Quilters Health Check, hashtag QHC in Twitter. I started this, ooh, several weeks ago now because I needed to hold myself accountable to somebody for staying healthy. And so I decided to get my uh, Twitter friends, as we've started calling Twitter quilters, twilters, thanks to Daisy, um, we, I started tweeting QHC whenever I did something like if I went to the gym or if I made a healthier choice than I might normally have for a meal, that kind of thing, and encouraged other people to do it. And now there's quite a few people that do QHC tweets once a day, maybe twice a day. Um, so it's nice to follow. And then when somebody tweets a QHC, you know, a bunch of us will jump in and say, oh, congratulations, doing great, you know, or hey, what's that recipe that was that really looked yummy, you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I really want to give a shout out to my QHC Twilters. It really has helped. It really has helped me mentally keep my focus and keep that QHC thing going. I have lost several pounds over the last few weeks. I've been going to the gym quite regularly. Um, and a lot of that is because of that accountability and because of that um, sense of community and people cheering me on. And I really, really appreciate that. So thank you to all of you. Um, What's on my playlist? I said a few weeks ago I was going to start doing this, and then I kind of let it go. I think that I only mentioned one song in the past. This time i got to let you know about Bollywood. <laughs> I've talked about Bollywood music before. Um, if you want great music on your iPod or whatever your MP3 player is when you're working out, something with a fun beat that'll keep you happy and put a smile on your face, you've got to download Jai Ho, which is the theme song from Slumdog Millionaire. Jai, J-A-I. Ho, H-O, two words. Um, it's just a fun song, great beat, just makes me smile. Um, and it does also remind me of that whole dance scene at the very end of Some Dog Millionaire, which is a great movie, by the way, if you haven't watched it. So make sure you've got Jai Ho on your playlist. Um, and I have started using the, I don't really know how to pronounce this on YouTube. It's been pronounced several different ways. Jifit or Jifit or Jifit, um, J-E-F-I-T app, which is the app I just started using a couple of days ago um, for tracking my weight training. I had been using a clipboard, um, but got tired of carrying the clipboard around all the time, and it was just one more thing to have to remember to bring to the gym, whereas the app, I can just have it right on my phone, which I've already got with me, because that's where my um, Zombies Run app is, and my music and all that kind of stuff. J-E-F-I-T. Um, it's a little bit on the clunky side, but it's free, which a lot of them aren't. And I had actually downloaded another app that was not free 
first and then discovered it was very hard to personalize that app to the types of machines I actually use. It was very, that original app was very much geared towards um, dumbbells and, you know, weightlifting with uh, barbells and that kind of thing. And I don't really do that kind of thing. I use machines and I use some other type of equipment. And so I needed something I could really personalize to what I'm actually doing and, and jiff it, jiff it, however you want to pronounce it, um, does seem to do that. So I'm just letting you know about it now if you were in the market for an app um, to help you keep track of your weights, your sets, your repetitions, which exercises you're doing well, when you can plan ahead. That's mostly what I needed was something I could figure out at the beginning of the week, okay, the first day I go, I'm doing this. Second day I go, I'm doing going to do this. Third day I go, I'm going to do this. And then when I'm actually at the gym, I can just look back for reference and not have to be kind of thinking it through at the moment. Um, so I'm only a few days into it. I will probably give more of a review later on once I've actually, you know, figured out how to use it. <laughs> but so far it seems like it's a very helpful app. Um, so that's QHC. Again, thank you to everybody for helping me get a lot healthier. I appreciate it. Um, sewing wise or quilting wise, I haven't actually been doing a lot because you know what? Going to the gym takes time. <laughs> My whole schedule has had to shift around going to the gym, cooking more, planning ahead. It does take time, but I also feel a lot better doing it. So I don't mind taking the time to do that. Um, Plus, I just had a very busy weekend this weekend, and I had a busy weekend last weekend, so I haven't even really had weekends available to me. Um, the one thing I have managed to get mostly, well, I shouldn't even say mostly, it's probably halfway done. I am working on a disappearing nine patch to use um, as a donation quilt. I have chosen, um, I found a couple of charm packs that were more masculine colors because I'm really working on making some more masculine type donation quilts uh, for men who might be in nursing homes or men who might be in the VOA or whatever. Because um, you know what? A lot of what we quilters do is kind of pretty and pretty girly. <laughs> so I'm I'm kind of trying to gear myself in the other direction to make sure there's enough selection um, for these donation things. And so this one is kind of, um, it's blues and rusts, dark navy blues and rusts and beiges, very country colors, um, almost like a Americana feel to it but not fully out because it's also got greens and like I said more of a rust than a red um, and right now I've gotten it to the point where I made the nine patches sliced them in the quarters and rearranged them on my design wall and there they sit I haven't gotten them sewn together and they won't because I leave for Paducah tomorrow um, I got a lot of my hand dyes posted on the blog but I don't think I finished and unfortunately now I'm probably not going to remember where I left off until I have the time to go back and look at where I left off. I think I had just a few more that I wanted to post about. So there might be one more blog entry coming. Um, on the other hand, for some reason, my blog suddenly stopped feeding the images to Feedly or to um, Blogloven or any feed reader or to the email. And I have to figure out why that happened because they had been working fine and then suddenly they stopped working. This, I think, is user error. I think I did something in trying to figure out all this other stuff, and I just need, again, to have the time to sit down and figure what that is. So I wanted to not post anything picture-heavy until I know for sure the pictures are going to come through to all of you who aren't reading it directly on my website. Um, so that's what I'm doing, and I will talk more about overdying later. I would kind of wanted to do it tonight, but, you know, I've still got a pack, so... I'm not going to spend a lot of time 
doing it now, let me just say that over-dyeing, which is dyeing something that's already been dyed once, a second, or a third time, um, really requires knowing your colors. Wow, does that require really knowing your color wheel and having a sense of what's going to happen. Um, there's still a lot of serendipity involved <laughs> because there's going to be color things happening that you cannot even begin to understand why they happened. Um, but I did try to control it a little bit more. I did try to plan it a little bit more and expect certain results a little bit more. In some cases, I kind of got the results I expected. In some cases, really did not get the results I expected. So I need to go back through my notes and figure out why that might be. Um, then I also did some ice dyeing, and that really bombed. It really did not turn out at all like I thought it was going to. I was very disappointed in the results. Um, and again, I need to go back through and figure out, figure out where the variations were um, from what I did versus what I had seen, you know, the, the instructions. Um, and now I could, don't even ask me where I found the instructions because I don't remember. Um, various magazine articles and stuff. I tend to absorb a lot of information from a lot of different sources and then just kind of, you know, move ahead with sort of a compilation version of it. So I don't really know what I was following at the time. This was two weeks ago now that I did this stuff. Um, I just know that it did not turn out at all. In fact, most of the, a lot of the dye actually washed out and I had really soaked that stuff in soda ash first. So like I said, I got to do some research and maybe once I figure it out and do some more testing and try it again, then I will actually do an episode on over dyeing when I feel like I actually do know what I'm talking about right now. Still kind of a mystery. Um, so a little bit of a, a look forward to Paducah. I leave tomorrow morning. Um, my BFF BQF Kate is supposed to be at my house bright and early at 6 a.m., <laughs> which means she needs to leave her house somewhere before 5.30 a.m. God bless her, but she has sleep issues, so she's usually up around 4 a.m. anyway, so that probably is less of an issue for her as it, as it would be for me. Um, and then I'm doing most of the driving, so if she conks out in the car, that's fine. Um, it is between 13 and 14 hours for us, but we decided to drive rather than fly because tickets were ridiculously expensive flying into Paducah from Rochester, because we're a little airport here, they're a little airport there, that jacks the price up, and um, I, as I said to Katie, you know, I actually love to drive, I really don't mind driving at all, and I would much rather have that money to spend on fabric, <laughs> so it's going to be 13 to 14 hours to get there tomorrow, and then we drive back on Sunday, we leave bright and early from Paducah on Sunday, and plan on being home probably eight or nine o'clock um, Sunday night. So hopefully the driving will go smoothly. I was a little bit concerned with all of the reports of flooding that we would end up just having impassable routes. Um, and I was watching Paducah itself as well. In addition to just being really concerned about all the people dealing with flooding, I can't even imagine. Um, but I think all of the flooding is north and west of where we're going to be. So I don't think we should have a problem. Um, and again, my thoughts and prayers are going out for all of those folks who are dealing with the flooding, because that is just not good. Just not good. A lot of damage. Um, back to Paducah. Um, by the time we queued in on the fact that we really needed to be registering for things, most of the workshops were already closed. So we're waitlisted for a couple of things. No indication that we're actually going to get in. Um, so we just signed up for lectures, and we both tend to be more, let's just sign up for lectures people anyway. First of all, then you don't have to haul a bunch of supplies. 
And secondly, then you're more free to kind of do what you want to do. I tend to like getting little tastes of a lot of information and a lot of different things through lectures that then I can follow up on my own. There were one or two classes I would have really liked to have been able to get into. Um, but, you know, now if we do ever go back to Paducah again, I will leave myself all sorts of tasks on my Outlook task list several months in advance. I totally missed any announcement that registration was even open. And I don't know how I missed that because I'm subscribed to all their newsletters. Um, Houston actually makes it a lot easier. I will say that Houston, it, it's a lot harder to miss deadlines <laughs> for Houston. Um for some reason with AQS, just all along, I've had problems kind of keeping up with stuff. I just suddenly today realized, oh, gee, I think I probably need to print out a name badge. There was no information anywhere that went out that said, okay, here's what you need to do now. Don't forget to do this. Don't forget to do the other thing. Um, and that one I know I didn't just miss because I emailed Katie and said, hey, did you print out your badge yet? And she's like, I have to do what? <laughs> so so I, I I wish that they would be a little better in, in how they do information, but that's okay. We caught up with it. We got it done. Um, I think I'm signed up for three lectures altogether. I have one Wednesday morning, nothing on Thursday, two on Friday, nothing on Saturday. So that gives me a couple of long days just to hang out at the show, go to the other sites. There's several other sort of satellite shows and places going on. Um, I want to try to get to Carol Breyer Fallert's studio um, and McKitty Cat from Twitter just sent me a link to some other um, or information about another studio I should try to get to. And of, there's just a ton of stuff to do there. And of course, the Hancock's at Paducah brick and mortar store, although that could be dangerous. Um, although it could also be mostly empty by the time we get there in terms of because if you don't get there right away, all the other quilters have gone there and bought everything anyway. Um, plus, when I'm at an event like this, I don't tend to buy normal fabric that I can get anywhere else unless it's really stinking good price for it. Because I feel like, you know, I'd rather spend my money on unique things that I didn't know about before or that I would have more problems finding once I'm home. I don't tend to just buy the commercial prints. Um, so we'll see. I would still like to go to Hancock's of Paducah just out of curiosity because I love that catalog. Um, but but if we don't get there, it's not going to make me cry either. So, yeah, we'll see. Um, mostly, I really do just want to kind of relax because mostly once I get back, things really seriously kick into gear at work. I'm just going to be crazy um, between the day I get back to the office and pretty much August. Um, so <laughs> I'm really, I've even posted on my, um, I set up my automatic response today at work, but at my the end of my day, and I usually say something like, I'll have intermittent access to email, um, you know, and I do, I usually try to check email while I'm gone and try to respond to things, and at this time I said I will have no access to email. I will probably still check it and try to respond to things like from my our immediate staff, but I really didn't want to commit myself to people thinking I would actually be involved, because I'm going to try very hard not to be. Um so that's Paducah. I'm looking forward to going. And of course, once I get back, I will issue a report. It is meaningful for me to, to go to Paducah, not just because it's a quilt show, because, you know, I like going to those. Um, but this is a quilt show. I think I might have mentioned this before. My mom went, boy, it seems like every year for many, many years with her and her group of quilter friends. Um, they always drove, but they usually spent the night somewhere, I think, on the way. And 
They always stayed at the same hotel that I don't think is open anymore. I think that's when they stopped going. It was a family-run hotel. Um, somebody probably knows what one I'm talking about. Unfortunately, I don't remember the name of it, but it was run by the family. The family got to know my mom and her friends because they were there every year. Oh, hey, Shirley, nice to see you, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so it was very homey. They really loved going. And then when I started quilting, my mom invited me to go with them every year. Unfortunately, it always fell during my kids' spring break. And I never felt like I could ignore my kids' vacation so that I could go to a quilt conference and there was no bringing them with me. So I was never able to go with my mom. One of my sisters did go with my mom one year. And that sister's not even a quilter, but she wanted to go and, you know, kind of get the vibe. She's a artsy person. Um, so at least my mom did have one daughter able to go with her to Paducah one year. So for me, I, I do kind of feel like a little bit like this is my pilgrimage for mom, even though mom's not there. I feel a little regretful that I wasn't able to go with my mom, of course, um, but I did go to Houston with my mother. And so I did have that kind of big, significant quilt conference event with my mom. And that was good enough. Um, so I'm not, you know, sitting here beating myself up over the fact that I always said no to mom. It, it was life circumstances. I couldn't do it. And then by the time that my kids were um, graduated from high school, my mom was gone. So that just, it wasn't going to work that way. Um, and that's okay. But it is nice to be going so that I will be able to see something that she loved so much um, and had such a good time at. So that's nice. So that's Paducah. Um, like I said, I'll be back Sunday night late and hopefully we'll be able to post sometime next week about my experience. Um, that's really kind of it for this episode. Let me see what I've got in terms of listener feedback. Okay, I do have a boatload of comments, but they are mostly related to the giveaway, so I won't take um, the time to mention everybody who's commented there, because you're still commenting. So we'll just wait until that whole thing is done. Um, I want to say thank you to Landscape Lady, who posted on Flickr um, to one of my uh, dying photos. <laughs> That's a weird way to say that. One of my hand-dyed fabric photos that said, you are the master of multitasking. Love it. Actually, the coloring is sort of... Oh, I'm sorry. This wasn't one of my hand-dyed fabrics. I should... <laughs> Let me look at the title of the email. It's um, my only response to the creative prompt project in the last several weeks. I tried to cover several creative prompts all in one. And she said I was the master of multitasking. And then I had said I couldn't figure out a, a way to draw wash into this image I had. And she said, actually, the coloring is sort of a color wash. So there you go. So thank you. Now I've covered wash as well. So I appreciate that. I want to say thank you very much to Lee for emailing me. And Lee and I have continued to have some email conversation back and forth that I've really appreciated. Um, thank you to Daisy. She's looking forward to seeing how scrappy I go with the Jacob's Ladder quilt, and I'm planning on going pretty dang scrappy, so hopefully that'll work. I just have one kind of continuous fabric going throughout. Um, Kati said, <laughs> this is, again, on the same blog where I talked about doing a scrap quilt and saying that I was not very good at doing random and doing very, very scrappy, that I tended to want to control too much, and I said I really needed people's assurance, and she said, Close your eyes. I'm gently patting you on the back saying everything is going to be okay. <laughs> and I really appreciate that. Kati, I really did feel it. She said her, my fabrics were lovely and I'm sure my Jacob's Ladder blocks will be awesome. Absolutely awesome. Um, and then Quilton Jenny said she loves a Jacob's Ladder block. And she has done one in um, with 
white and lime green ladders with scrappy outsides, and it worked beautifully, so thank you for that reassurance as well. Um, Lori, thank you to Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, who wants me to make sure I tell everybody all about Paducah, and Pam from um, Hip to Be a Square has been one of my testers on my blog, and she finally got it to work um, using one method, so thank you for that. Um, Sherry Spins said on um, a comment on my episode 120, in which we get fused, uh, she said, just listened to this on the way to work today and tried to guess where the exhibit was that you went to for your artist state, Anderson Alley. At first, I was thinking you were somewhere over at Shown Place, but that didn't fit as you continued talking. Um, Sherry is a local listener. <laughs> um, actually, it was over in, um, oh, God, blanking, Honeyoy Falls. Uh, the Mill, I think is the name of the place. Something about a mill, anyway. It's an old mill building has been turned into an art gallery. So that's where it was, Sherry. Uh, quirky Quilter uh, said, I would have loved to have joined Laura's class with you, but by the time it went on sale, you were well on your way. I love crafts. You have bought two classes and working my way through one. It is the color play for quilters, a much more intensive study than I've gotten at any quilt shop. And I think is I think that's the Joan Wolfram one. Um, I do also have that one, and I watched all the way through it. I did not make myself the uh, painted color wheel and all that kind of stuff, but I did watch all the way through it. Um, it is very intensive, and there's a lot of information in there. Uh, the only thing I had is that I've already read her books, and much of that was from her books, so I don't know that I got a ton of new information out of it, but it's always good to see the visual examples of what you're talking about, and she has just a ton of visual examples in that, so that is an excellent class. If, if some of you have not seen the Color Play for Quilters class on Craftsy, it's definitely one to look for. Um, and Quirky Quilter went on to say, hopefully I will be signing up for fun classes. I have Laura's books and saw her on Alex Anderson's show. Good stuff. Um, and Quirky Quilter, I have not made a lot more progress <laughs> since my last um, episode. I'm, I'm still stitching. In fact, it's going to come to Paducah with me. I would love to actually get that one finished and stitched so that I can move on to the next section of projects. Um, oh, okay. These are all the giveaway comments. Skipping, skipping, skipping. I'll get back to those later. Lots of comments on my hand dyes, although some of these were testing. So thank you to Diane for testing. Thank you to Kati for testing with her cat on her lap. Um, oh, and also then Kati did then make a real comment that she loves my gorgeous, uh, my dyes. I just don't get how you got that gorgeous aqua color from the rusty brown. I thought the result of the two should be muddy. Guess not. Um, and that's where I said sometimes the results are totally unexpected. Sometimes you can kind of predict them. And that's what I want to do is I want to get better at predicting. Uh, Carol said she loves the colors, are vibrant and darn cool. Um, and then she gave me some some suggestions about ways I different, didn't... Uh, I'm sorry, I was reading on in her comment as I was talking. Should not have done that. Um, she gave me some good suggestions about ways I might use some of the various fabrics. So that was good. Um and Gail also said she's enjoyed reading my posts and she plans on starting to dye fabric soon. It was really, really fun and very addictive. Um, Lori, L-A-U-R-I-E, again, loves my hand dyes. Thank you very much. Um, okay, Daisy said, 
I'm intrigued by the results. In my mind, over-dyeing something would produce a darker result the second time as the fabric absorbs more dye, but that's not always what happens. I really have to do some dyeing soon. This looks like so much fun. And it really is, and it's highly addictive. Um, and yeah, like I said, there were, there were a couple of results that really were not at all what I expected. And so I really do need to um, keep kind of figuring out, if I can, what had worked. Um, by the way, if you go to my blog and you see a bunch of very random comments from strange names that you don't recognize, that's because the test guys are still figuring out what's going on with comments, and I decided I need to leave all those comments up there for their own reference in case they needed to go back later and see, okay, what did we try and what did we test, so that's what it was. Okay, Carol gave me more suggestions. Sandy wants to know... She wants more info on the pencils and paints when you get a chance to play with them, and I have not had a chance to play with them yet, although that might come up on my response to the Project Hope online quilt show. Maybe. We'll see. But I will definitely uh, be talking about that as well. Um, Daisy wants to try some glue resist and overdying of commercial fabrics that I'm not crazy about. I haven't really tried overdying, other than the couple of tone on tones, I've not tried overdying commercial fabrics yet because... I actually really like all the fabrics I've left on my shelf. I've already offed the ones I didn't like, so I haven't wanted to go in and try to mess with something that I already like. Um, you know, there's some that I have multiple yardage of that I might be willing to hack off half a yard and play with, but I just haven't gotten to that yet. Um, I mostly really like working with the, the plain white PFDs and then sort of creating my own fabric from there. Diane posted, yep, a baby poop green was one I over-dyed to take it down just a tad. Love it now. Thanks for sharing your processes. <laughs> I was actually just talking to my family about my baby poop green fabric. Um, Marianne said, I have a few poop greens that I will have to try over dyeing <laughs> as well. It's one way to get rid of them. And Pam said, I've always wondered what over dyeing was. Does that mean that previously dyed fabrics are redyed? And yes, that is what it is. You can over dye once, twice, three times a lady. And really, I'm kind of losing track now of what I'd already talked about at the last one. So I want to say thank you to, you know, Kelly V, Quilton Jenny, also Marcella, Marcella, Marcella. Um, and then a few more people who have subscribed to my blog um, by email, Jane and Amy and Gay. Um, very much appreciate all of that. And by the way, I was the very first purchaser of Jackie's first pattern that she posted on Craftsy. So it's her first pattern. I was the first purchaser. That was very exciting. So make sure you go check out Craftsy Pattern Library and look for Jackie at So Excited Quilts, her um, pattern. It's a pattern for a baby quilt. Um, I believe that was what it was. Yes, right, Jackie? <laughs> I'm sorry, that was also like a week or two weeks ago, and I've got complete amnesia at this point. But I've got several baby quilts coming up in my future, and so I uh, am starting to kind of collect options of things I can do, plus just using them for donation quilts. So thank you so much to everybody again for commenting, and keep the comments coming. I really do appreciate them. And if for some reason you still just can't comment on the blog, just shoot me an email. You know, you know how to get me. And in fact, it's time to talk about that because you do know how to get me. And if you don't, here's a clue. You can email me at sandyquilts at gmail.com, sandy with a Y, quilts with a Z. You can follow the blog. You can follow me on, P uh, I always get that missed up and want to say Pitter and Twitter. Twi <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter and Pinterest, Goodreads, 
and Flickr. I am Sandy Quilts in all of those places. You can like the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Facebook. You can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us group on Flickr. Um, you can join the Big Tent Quiltcast Supergroup and then the Quilting for the Rest of Us subgroup or the Quilt Cabana um, subgroup. I think those are the only two that are really super active at this point. Uh, I shouldn't say. Quilt Cabana. Sandy's very super active. I have really let mine slide. I'm sorry for that. But I might need to consolidate all of my online stuff because I just can't keep up. Um, anyway, you can join the Quilting for the Rest of Us Kiva team and do good with your dollars. And you can link for, you will find links for almost all of that, although I still haven't gotten them all updated, at quiltingfortherestofus.com. And of course, remember, you can also find Quilting for the Rest of Us on Stitcher. And that is definitely it for this week. Um, I am looking forward to Paducah. I will be tweeting. So again, if you're not on Twitter, you might want to, and then you can follow me. That's Sandy Quilts and a whole lot of other people because it's really cool. We have a lot of fun on Twitter, but that's all I'm going to say. Um, that's it. Until next time, go get your quilty on. Quilting for the Rest of Us is dedicated to Shirley. Love you, Mom. 